Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Christ Supreme series, where Dr. Jones teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians to show that Jesus Christ reigns supreme above any alternative the world offers. Now let's join him for today's message. I'm so excited to dive into our passage for today as we are walking through the book of Colossians in our series, Christ Supreme. And we have learned so much already of God's intention for our spiritual growth, what the gospel does in us and in the world. There's growth that's expected. There's growth that's anticipated. And we learn what that looks like for us in Christ as we grow spiritually towards maturity in Christ. And then we found that Paul sets that up and he places it on the foundation of who Christ is, that He's supreme all by himself. There's no other like him. There's no rival. And today we're going to pick up in the following verses where Paul is letting us know uh, the significance of his ministry and what God is doing in him, through him and in the world. So I invite you to pick up with me in Colossians, still chapter one, starting at verse 24, Colossians chapter one. Starting in verse 24, and it reads, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I am completing in my flesh what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. I have become its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to the saints. God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. For I want you to know how greatly I'm struggling for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of complete understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with arguments that sound reasonable. For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. Let's pray. Father, grant us understanding. Grant us wisdom as we walk through your word. Lord, show us what you have for us, Lord, that we may grow and our commitment and trust in you. And we will give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm one of those guys that likes to watch a lot of movies about chases and hidden treasure. 
you know, right? You're going back to, you know, uh, it's movie after movie, series after series. One of the most latest ones, the most notable, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, where everyone, there's some kind of treasure being chased. And they all are very similar. You know, you, you get a, some kind of map is searched out for and you're looking for where the location of the treasure is and nobody seems to know or it's hidden and they're looking for X marks the spot. And you try to get all the clues and everything that you can put together to figure out where exactly this treasure is located and that's where the race and the chase begins and we see them go through all kinds of affliction, all kinds of struggle, putting their lives on the line for the sake of this treasure. Whatever treasure it is, it's seen to be valuable enough to risk all to receive it, to attain it, to, to hold it, to call it yours. Today's message is titled Revealed Treasure because what the Apostle Paul is framing his ministry around is that he is delivering the treasure that all are seeking after. And it has been now revealed in Christ. He's already told us who this son is, who Jesus is. And now he's unpacking this even more in the nature of his ministry, in the nature of his call to take the gospel to the nations and what this looks like and why he's doing all that he's doing. Now, I want us to understand, first and foremost, what this treasure is. Because when we see these movies, uh, sometimes the treasure is, is gold and silver and jewels. Sometimes the treasure may be uh, some bearer bonds or something, you know, uh, uh, some kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's not just coinage or gold. It may be uh, antiques. You know, priceless items of, of art, you know, and, and, and pottery and all these different uh, times of uh, you know, just different kinds of what well, we call them treasure because they're, they're expensive and they're unique. Different kinds of treasure. I remember it was a movie when they found I grew up on the show Richie Rich. You know, we used to love that show. And then they did a movie with Macaulay Culkin. It was actually pretty good. My kids liked it. And what was the trip? One of the guys that worked for Mr. Rich was trying to take over the company. And he was trying to gain access to the house because in a mountain that was built on the rich property was a safe and basically a, a, a place of treasure. And he couldn't imagine. This was arguably the richest man in all of the world who built a mountain on his property to hold treasure. Now, like most of us, we think it's a, it's a lot of stuff in there. And when he finally gained access, he walked in and what he found was not money. It wasn't jewels. It wasn't things that necessarily had monetary value. It was all family heirlooms. It was pictures of family. It was, it was things and articles of clothing and shoes from when Richie was a baby. And the, the, the guy that was trying to steal it all was upset. He's like, man, this was supposed to be treasure. And Mr. Rich was like, this, this is treasure. Like, this is what we value. See, treasure is not so much what we think in money. It's in what holds extreme value. Now, 
for many of us, we understand that monetary kind of thing where, you know, if you just so happen to come into a, a large amount of money, say, you know, people go to the stores every day and they buy a little ice cream and, you know, buy some coffee and buy some crackers and some chips. And then they'll go over to the little customer service area and a lot of people around us and it may be some of you watching right now, you, they buy a little scratch off and they want to scratch it off. And if, if they get an extra five thousand dollars, they get excited, make it make it ten thousand, get a little more excited. Make it a hundred thousand. Oh, it gets real, gets real sweet now. You know, you you get one of those things, you want a million. Oh, that's that's life changing money, right? You know, that's that's exciting. You know, it, somebody plays a lotto or, or something, they come into, they win three million dollars. Some of y'all that might not be that much. Ten million, thirty million, three hundred million. It got up to one. I think a few years ago, a couple years ago, it got up to right at a billion dollars and everybody was going crazy trying to go buy this one lottery ticket to come into one billion dollars. Gas stations and grocery stores are raking in more money than ever because everybody was so excited. Why? Because this was the treasure. This is what everybody was seeking after. This was life changing. This can answer everything in my life. This is the answer to all my prayers. It's interesting in this passage that the Apostle Paul, inspired of the Holy Spirit, continues, repeatedly refers to this Jesus and receiving Jesus as this treasure of wisdom and knowledge. He calls it the riches. <laughs> he, he uses all this language because he's letting us know the, the treasure that you're searching for, the treasure that's so desperately sought after. What all your hopes and dreams and desires are really found in Christ? Like you may think if I get a billion dollars, it may be too big. If I can just get one million dollars, that'll answer everything. Will it? What we found out is that money is not the answer to everything. The suicide rate amongst the wealthy is a lot higher than amongst the poor. Isn't it interesting? We think that treasure is if I get more money or a bigger house or, or more status when the truth is, he says this carrying of the gospel is the true treasure. And no longer are we going after it to seek it. It's actually being presented to us. It's like instead of getting a treasure map and trying to find X marks the spot is now in what Jesus Christ has done. Now he's just bringing the treasure to you. You don't even have to go out and work for it. This is the treasure. This is what we're all seeking after. And he calls it as a mystery. He said it was a mystery. It was hidden before and it's now been revealed. And what's the mystery? Christ to the Gentiles. It's like, oh, whoa, hold up, hold up. Now, we we got we to gotta unpack this a little bit. We got to get a little bit of an understanding here because he said this Christ in us, this Christ to the Gentiles. Like, what, what is he saying with this? What does this mean? Why is this such a big deal? You know, we see over in Ephesians and in other places this, this mystery that going from the old covenant, there was some misunderstanding even in the days of Jesus' earthly ministry of the significance of when Messiah showed up. Like, was Messiah to only be for Israel and against everyone else or not? See, when the Apostle Paul was called to the ministry, because he says that he's a servant of this gospel. He's a servant of the ministry that God has given him. He already said at the beginning of the letter, not by his will, but by the will of God. So divine 
a divine call from God himself. Jesus appears before the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus while he's throwing Christians in prison. Christians are being put to death because Paul is going out seeking them out as a devout Pharisee, a devout Jew, and he is throwing Christians in jails and seeing being blasphemers and misrepresenting the Lord, and they are being put to death. And on his way to continue to do this destructive work, Jesus calls him to service. And he says, and I'm going to use you. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. I'm sending you to the nations. I'm sending you to the non-Jew to present the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that Jesus as Messiah, think about this, he is the promised Messiah of Israel, and yet he is making himself available to the nations. We hope this message is blessing you today. Before we continue, we want you to know about Point Ministry resources. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org and subscribe to receive our refuel devotional and view other discipleship materials. Our goal is to point you to the word of God, where Jesus is the point. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. This was a big misunderstanding. This was such a big misunderstanding that as Paul was doing this, uh, even before this, Peter got called to take the gospel to Cornelius, a Gentile, a Roman. He's like, hold on, man, I can't do that. And God had to give him a divine dream for him to go do it. And he's like, well, I guess God is doing the work. They even had a council in AD 50. That's roughly when it's in Jerusalem. The Christians came together, the Jewish Christians came together, and they were seeing that Gentiles, non-Jews, are receiving the Holy Spirit by placing faith in Jesus Christ. What is God doing? And they were confused because they were like, we're the chosen people. We're the the chosen people. God brought us out to be his firstborn son as the nation of Israel. God brought us out to be his people to represent him on the earth. And many, not all, but many misunderstood what exactly the call was to be the chosen people of God as the nation of Israel. The chosen people of God of Israel was not that they alone be saved, but they were to be a light to the Gentiles. They were to be a representation of what it means to belong to the Lord and to attract the world to come and worship the one true God. We see this in Isaiah 1 and Isaiah 2, that the nations would come forth and they would bring offering and they would worship the Lord. We see that Israel and then in particularly the servant of Yahweh would come along and would be a light to the nations, that it would be an attraction to the Gentiles. But for some way, this got lost and they became so nationalistic to the point that they thought being chosen was that they were only and they were misunderstanding the work of God and that the Messiah, Jesus Christ, had come that the nations may be saved. He said this was the mystery that was hidden and now revealed that instead of the two people, the Jew and the Gentile, Jesus Christ has made one new man. There's no more animosity. There's no more blockade between getting to the Lord. And what we what Paul learned, we see there was a dispute that he writes about in Galatians between him and Peter. He's like, you know, misunderstood. And what it was was this. What they realized was salvation was of Jesus Christ. Gentiles did not have to become Jews to be saved. That it was total 
faith and trust in Jesus. And that through that, the power of the Holy Spirit would indwell the believer, the Gentile believer, and would enable them to walk out the call of Christ in their lives. This was the mystery that was hidden. This was epic. He was taking this, and this, I tell you, it was, this historically, this was a problem. Matter of fact, people dated roughly around A.D. 49. The emperor Claudius, he kicked out all the Jews out of Rome over an issue over what he wrote was Crestus. It was a dispute over the Christ. In A.D. 49, they were kicked out because there was this argument of what it means to follow the Christ. And Paul is making this known to the Colossian church, and he wants them to understand what Christ has done, and how this thing is global. And not just local. It's not just for one little people group. It's for the nations. This gospel, this good news of what Jesus Christ has done is for the Jew and the Gentile. And he says, and this Jesus, and he's letting the Colossian church know. And we see a little bit of this in and what's called this sister letter with Ephesians that, you know, uh, some of the arguments against the faith that Jesus didn't measure up. And we looked at that last week. Jesus didn't measure up. But what he says that there's nothing else to be sought. There's nothing else or no one else, no ideology, no worldview that's to be sought after that's more valuable or desirable than Jesus Christ. That's the treasure. And family, while you're looking at this, I, I know we want all these things in our lives, but I want to let you know something. The treasure is Jesus. The prize is Jesus. The riches is Jesus. And through Jesus, you have everything else you need. This, this, this is why. You remember when Jesus called Peter and his brother Simon? And if you go back in the Gospels, he calls them. They're out there fishing all night. Jesus is cashing in on the other side. Peter's like, we've been, we've been fishing all night. What you mean cashing it on the other side? He obliges Jesus. He has the greatest catch in all of his history as a professional fisherman. His greatest catch ever. The nets are breaking. He goes in and says, I'm going to follow Jesus. Now, the reason is, he said, if he can do that with some fish, what else I got to worry about in life if I'm with him? What can't he provide if I'm with him? If I'm walking with him, he will take care of all my needs. Peter realized I don't need more fish. I just need him. Jesus is the treasure. And it's been revealed. The, 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 the lid on the treasure chest has been opened. And what we found is Jesus. And this is why. The Apostle Paul says that, man, he rejoices in his struggle. In verse 24, he says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I'm completing in my flesh what's lacking in Christ's afflictions for his body, that is, the church. Think about that. I, I, when we talked about it at the beginning of the message, when people are in search for treasure, when they're, when they're going deep and they're looking for the treasure, they're willing to risk injury, even death. Because they find it so valuable. In, in Paul's place, he knows that he's taking this treasure. It's so valuable. It's so important that he gets this out. It doesn't matter what he faces. 
He talks about, you go through Paul's letter, he talks about, man, he was beaten, left for death. He was stricken. He was thrown in jail. Matter of fact, this letter right here, he's in jail right now, writing this letter because he's preaching the gospel and it's getting on people's nerves. He's going from city to city and they're not feeling it. They don't want to hear about this crazy sounding religion and this God and this creator of all. They want to keep their ways of life. They want to keep their gods. And he's thrown him in jail. And he says, I, I'm feeling it. You may see it like Christ lacking. Christ told him right there on the road to Damascus. Jesus Christ told him. You read this in Acts 9. He told him, he says, you, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. But what Jesus was saying is, it's worth it. It's worth it. He says, I'm suffering for you. I'm in jail. I'm, I've been afflicted. I've been beaten. All these things that's happened. But he says, even in my imprisonment, even understanding what's going on, I do it with joy. You see this in his letter to the Philippians. He says, I rejoice. I do this with joy. I don't care about being thrown in jail. I'm thrown in jail for Jesus. I'm good because Jesus has me. And what we're learning is no matter what state you are in, if you have Christ, you have all you need. And not just that, you have more than what you even thought you wanted because it's in him that all not just some all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge all of it everything you need to know everything you need we, Jesus has it he says it's for you trust him I want you to be encouraged in your faith I want you to be encouraged so as you encouraged when these other things come at you not even paying attention, not even listening to it. Why? Because I got all I need. And, I, and this one whom I need and all I ever wanted is the truth. Anything taken away from him is false. And this is what he's encouraging when he wants us to understand his ministry and what the ministry is and what the call is to go out and take the gospel to the nations. What it means to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. Now, you, when, you, when you think about this, you think about what it really means to have Jesus. A few months ago, you know, and a few months, you know, if you ever watch the, the NBA draft or the NFL draft or the, the MLB draft, you watch these drafts, you, you have these, these youngsters, you know, these, these young adults, but... We get older, we call them kids. But these young adults, they, they come into life-changing contracts. They, they come into life-changing signing bonuses. And one of the things I noticed that's common among all of them is, especially look at somebody, they've been in college. They've been living in dorms. They've been in apartments where it's three, four people living in an apartment trying to pay their rent. And now all of a sudden they get drafted to be a professional athlete. You know what they don't do? They don't stay in the dorm. They don't stay in the same car. Like, they, like life changes. Their approach to life changes. Everything about them changes. Why? Because they've now received something that's, that's, that's greater than. They, they don't live like they used to. You know, somebody get older and they get promotions in jobs. They, they, don't, they don't just usually stay just right where they were. Now, I'm not talking about even just being lavish. I'm just saying they upgrade their living. You know, they eat a little better. You know, they 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 able to try, they able to go places they couldn't go before. You're able to do more because you got more resources. 
Meaning they don't remain the same. Their families, you know, they, their mom may have been in a project or a public house and that mom don't stay there anymore. Mom gets a new house. Changes life. I look at that and it's, it's funny. I, I talk to, to whenever, whenever I'm preaching and teaching, especially when I used to be with youth, I used to always tell them, like, look at things theocentrically. Look things through bibliocentrically. Look through the lens of scripture as you evaluate certain things in life. And it's one of the things that caught me is that the saddest thing when I see in a believer is that someone who professes full commitment and trust in Jesus Christ and live like they don't know him. Now, I'm not even talking about a sinful lifestyle. I'm not talking about living buck wild like they serve the devil. I'm talking about they say they know Jesus, but they go through life with no confidence, no fire. They feel like they're just trying to make it. You know, I'm just trying to get through. I'm, I'm, they down and they out. And I'm realizing, don't you know the treasure you have in Jesus? Don't you know you have all that you need, all that you could ever ask for, all that you could ever desire in Jesus? Live like it. Like faith is really just living like God is telling the truth. You know, the basic, basic definition of faith, live like God telling the truth. You have everything you need in Jesus. There's nothing else the world has to offer. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the Christ Supreme series where we learn Jesus Christ has no rival and that he reigns supreme. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Christ Supreme series, please visit daryljones.org. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.